Yeah! It has been way too long, Slee. It feels like it's been months and months and months. Yeah. It's been uh, a week been a and while. some change since mm-hmm. we did a uh, Travis and Slee. I, uh, I was just listening to your post-game show. I'm, I'm very impressed that you're going to go uh, back-to-back. It's uh, showing some real dedication. I'm impressed by you. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been on radio, so I just want to get those <laughs> reps in. Just want to get those reps in, Trav. <laughs> well, yeah, you need to get the reps in because the every day that you're on already is clearly not enough, uh, not enough. radio time. It's not enough. Uh, hey, listen, we uh, we go till 9 o'clock, and we're going to have some early games, especially in the month of April, where mm-hmm. we'll have some opportunities to do some shows. And we got to take advantage of it, Trav. We're not getting too many opportunities here that uh, – to take some swings here simply because of the Lakers schedule, but we, uh, we'll get some opportunities here in April. Absolutely. The April is going to be good for Travis and Sliwa. A lot of shows for us. we got three this week. We're on tonight, obviously. We'll be on Thursday and Friday uh, later this week as well. So it is a good week, Slee. And, you know, we just watched the uh, the, the Laker game right here. Didn't see it. Didn't it was, actually see it. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you just do the post-game show. You don't need yeah. to watch it. Yeah, I just right? look at a box score and box I take score, my chance. A couple of <laughs> couple of cuts and just keep it moving. But trust me, I've been in this game a long time. I know exactly how to do that. I'm you just can... talking about Montrez Harrell, and I didn't even know he was thrown out uh, two minutes into the game. Like, Montrez, what a game. What a game. 28 well, you know, points. Well, the, the, the two minutes he was in, he was absolutely unstoppable. Couldn't just, stop him. Just amazing. Just amazing. We got Ask Slee coming up. We're going to do that uh, about a half an hour or so. Well, that, that's going to come up. Uh, so you can go ahead and still send uh, some of those in. I have a bunch of good ones already. One of them is is kind of sort of Montrez Harrell okay. related a, okay. a little bit. So we'll get to that coming up in a little bit. Uh, we'll, do, we'll get into the Dodgers. I'm watching the Dodgers uh, out of the corner of my eye here. They're a 4-1 on the A's in the bottom of the fifth inning right now. Um, but let's start with the Lakers, Slee. Um, nice win for them tonight. They, a win that they – you don't want to say this about a game that's played on April 6th, about a team that's got LeBron James and Anthony Davis due back at some point. But considering all the guys that Toronto did not have tonight, this really did kind of feel like a game they absolutely had to have. Because if you lose this one – who the hell knows when you're going to win another one? I said, listen, that's the reality. I mean, we kind of it was. This was the same thing coming in on Friday against the Sacramento Kings. You only have so many of these games in April where you're like, hey, I actually, I feel good about that one. I think we could get that game. And when we read the report earlier that no Fred Van Fleet, no Kyle Lowry, I'm with you, Trav. I mean, and a lot of these games, you know, it's interesting because. We look at the Lakers and we keep saying, well, you just wait till they're healthy. You just mm-hmm. just wait till LeBron and AD come back. AD hasn't been there in 20-plus games, 20-plus games in a row, right? And or uh, LeBron James has been gone for two-plus weeks now, and we're still not sure, obviously, when he's going to come back. Andre Drummond came in for 14 minutes, <laughs> and the dude was out for three games. He might come back against uh, Miami this, uh, this Thursday, so we'll wait and see. But something I don't think is talked enough about in games like this it's also great to see all these other role players hopefully building some type of confidence that maybe come playoff time they feel like, okay, hey, we can carry our own for stretches if a LeBron or an AD are getting some rest. Kind of cuts both ways, though, right? I mean, yeah, I agree with you in a perfect world if you're getting some of these role guys more minutes than they might not. Maybe you're getting some skills developed that maybe might not otherwise because of a lack of opportunity and those sorts of things, but the other part of it is, is we're getting to see a lot of those guys and they're losing a bunch, you know, and, and it just, it, it, I get it. You're, you're, you're asking them to do things right now that you would not be asking them to do in a playoff situation unless something really terrible happens. So let's not even consider, because if, 
if either LeBron or AD are down in the playoffs, I think we all know that yeah, this is not a championship team. It's mm-hmm. just it's just not going to happen. Um, you know, no, there's not a team in the league that could afford to lose both of their guys or even one of their two guys and still be what they were. But here's what I like about it. Let me let me say it like this. This is what I like about what I've seen with these guys. They compete like crazy. That throughout this entire well, tonight was their thirteenth game without both of these guys. Mm-hmm. I think it right is that what it is. I think now with the win tonight, they're four and nine without uh, w- without both of them in the lineup. But in those thirteen games, most of them have been really close. Most of them have been pretty competitive games. Now they haven't won a whole bunch of them, but they go out there and they compete. And I think that is the best part about what's happened through all of this is that these guys have clearly they're not just. Oh well, LeBron's going to come back. Oh well, AD's going to come back. We'll figure it out then, and then we'll kick it back into gear. They're fighting like hell. They just—they're just terribly undergunned. So this is um, this is, I think, the important thing. There's certain games coming into Sunday. Yeah, I'm sorry. They, they just weren't going to beat the Clippers. That wasn't going to happen, no. right? Okay, coming in. If last... they did, the Clippers should be. You know right, what? Right. Um, coming into last Wednesday, they had the Bucks. Mm-hmm. You're just not going to beat the Bucks. I think you could throw Philly into that mix. There was a game against Phoenix right after they lost to, uh, or right after LeBron LeBron went out. So the reason why I mention that is because the games that I feel like they actually have a legitimate shot, they're winning. Remember, they beat Cleveland and Orlando, ugly wins, but they beat them. Okay, and now they and now they beat Sacramento and they beat Toronto, which is kind of crazy to say. That means Lakers have won four of their last seven games. None of them against teams that you're not expecting to beat, but at least. Some of these 50-50, I don't expect them to beat Miami, even though Miami's not playing all that great right now. Mm-hmm. I don't expect them to beat Brooklyn. Can they split one of those two games against New York and Charlotte? Maybe this is all a mood point when it's all said and done, but uh, I, I think you're. that is, from a culture perspective, I think that's a good point to say that we never got to question these guys' effort or anything like that. No, and, and they better find a way to split those Knicks and Hornets games because – and maybe even Slee find a way to try to win both of those games because the schedule is a monster. Nice after that. next nine games. So it's, starting starting Thursday, nine straight games versus playoff teams. Yep, Heat, Nets, Knicks, Hornets, Celtics. Two with the Jazz, two with the Mavericks. I mean, th- those are real tough games. That takes you all the way through April twenty fourth. And the Mavs are the team in the seventh spot right now, which brings us to the next thing. Yeah, I heard you talking a little bit about it in the post game show. How important is it to you that the Lakers stay out of that bottom four? And so that's seven, eight, nine, and ten. That the, the new playoffs are one through six get seated, one through six like it always has been. But you have two kind of funky. The, play, the playing tournament's a little funky. It is. It's weird because eight plays or nine plays ten, and then seven the, plays the, eight. The, the loser of that is out. The winner of that plays the loser of seven versus eight. Yep. There, there's a lot of moving parts mm-hmm. in that whole thing. But here's here's why. When LeBron first went down and the, the idea of the, the play-in tournament was a thing that all of a sudden became a, a potential reality for the Lakers was, who cares? If you got to go in with LeBron and AD and beat Golden State or, sure. or San Antonio, or Memphis. whoever it might be, mm-hmm. right? You say, yeah, they'll be fine. And I believe that to be true. But you also never, ever want to go into a situation where one bad night ends your season. Yeah, you know, it, it's kind of funny. Michael and I were doing the pregame show, and Michael says, I think the Lakers will go 16-5 and five in the postseason. I'm like, Michael, they might have to win more than 16 games. He's like, <laughs> and, he, and he's telling me, he's like, they only need 16. I'm like, huh, what if they're in a playing game? He's like, all right, yeah, you can get in the playing tournament. You know, it, it's I, I don't know how – I don't know if we can – I'm trying to, like, assess this from a positive perspective. 
I think the more games Lakers get together, more meaningful games before the playoffs start, is good for them, right? So if LeBron and Anthony Davis, uh, I think Andre Drummond's going to come back soon. Uh, you know, the idea is AD would come back before LeBron. We'll see if that happens. But if LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Andre Drummond, if they're if they get a couple weeks, couple weeks before the actual playoffs start. I'll feel like, okay, it doesn't matter who they play. It doesn't matter if it's a play-in tournament. None of that matters. Just put throw the ball out there, let these guys go to work, and they'll figure it out. It's not ideal, Trav, but if it comes to it, I think they'll be fine. I, I'm not too worried about it. I guess, I guess a bigger question, Trav, who do you want to avoid in the first round? Is there anybody you want to avoid in the first round? You know, it's, it's so funny because we could talk about this a million different ways. Like you talk about the playing term. You could talk about bad matchups in the first round. All of these things. I, I get it, right? If Anthony Davis and LeBron James are there, I don't think there is a bad matchup for them in the West. We can talk about maybe that Brooklyn. If Brooklyn's got all their guys and Harden's down now and maybe Durant's coming back soon on Wednesday, we'll see. They, they, those guys have not played a ton of basketball together either. They've only played a couple of handfuls of games yeah. with all three of those guys. So I'm sure they're thinking the same thing. But I, I, I look at Denver. You look at the Clippers. You look. Can you at imagine? Phoenix. Can you imagine you got to go Denver – Clippers, Utah, Utah, just to get to the NBA Finals. Yeah. And then Brooklyn's but, waiting for you. But is there any – I mean, look, I know that Denver's playing really well. Mm -hmm. I know they made some big trades at the deadline. They don't scare me. I, I just I, – I just I have a really hard time, and, and this is something that I do a lot on any of these sports. You just kind of sit there and think about it. Is LeBron James really going to lose to Jokic? No. Mm -hmm. No, he's not. Mm -hmm. Is Anthony Davis and LeBron James, are they going to lose to Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert four times in seven games? No. Are they going to lose to Paul George and Kawhi Leonard? I don't think so. Like, I, I get it. They're not easy. It's not like they're going to steamroll them four in a row and just keep it moving. But I just I just can't imagine that those guys are going to find a way to lose those series, any of those series. Yeah, and listen, with all that being said, um, now they add Ben McLemore to the team. Now you got 13 guys. How about how about uh, Frank Vogel's job this uh, upcoming postseason? Ugh. Let me just juggle around 13 players that all can get legitimate playing time on another roster, and let me make everybody uh, let me keep everybody happy. No kidding. So the Lakers are waiting to get healthy. The Dodgers are healthy and loaded. Dodgers are struggling. I mean, what a start! On how nervous so. are Dodger fans? <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're going to go. How nervous are you, Dodger fans? No, but how good. We know they're going to be good. We know they're going to make the playoffs. That You can almost put that in ink at this point, but could they be onto something even bigger than mm. that? That's what we're going to get into next, plus your tweets, your phone calls, 877-710-ESPN. That's all coming up on Travis and Slee on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Nothing like a dry You're turkey. You're going to want to get Nothing Chris, like a dry like, turkey. <laughs> like Nothing like it. Did get to get rid of that turkey one. That's that's a bad no, one. No, 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 no. I'm doubling down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the turkey with nothing on it because it's so wonderfully dry. And can you put, uh, you know, a nice stale piece of bread on both sides of that? Just just make it even drier. What kind of bread? What kind of bread on the end? Well, the, I want the ends on the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you want the heels? 
Yeah, you want you want the uh, the the heels absolutely uh, perfect. That is my kind of sandwich. Ugh. Ugh. Do you have anything good to eat since the last time we talked? This and is the water. Stuff. I want water. After you had water and a dry turkey sandwich with bread heels. Yes. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. You ready for my hot take of the night, Slee? Sure. You ready? Clayton Kershaw might be the worst pitcher in the Dodgers rotation, and he's pretty damn good still. <laughs> How about uh, that? I mean, How about by the way, that's legit. I get exactly what you're saying. Somebody may be driving right now saying, Trav, why would you say that? No, no, no. That's how stacked, ridiculously stacked the Dodgers are. What do you give up today, Kershaw? He's still in there right now. It's the bottom of the sixth inning, and there's one out in the bottom of the sixth. And here's his run. line so far tonight. Mm -hmm. Five and a third innings, three hits, one run, six strikeouts, and no and that's walks. Your, and that's your worst pitcher. And that's your worst guy. That's <laughs> oh your worst guy. Gosh. And and, and I'm, I'm obviously – He's not their worst guy, but here's the thing: when it, if you're just if you just took names and numbers off yep. and just put up numbers, right, and just said, okay, here's this guy's line here, here's all five of the starting picks, you'd say, oh, that guy right there is the one guy that's not doing what everybody else is doing because everyone else is going out there and putting shutout numbers or damn near it Jesus. every single night. The Dodgers really aren't hitting yet, or at least hitting like you would expect them to mm -hmm. with home runs. They've hit a couple tonight. Uh, Muncie had one. Rios had one. But they haven't had a bunch of home run balls. Mookie hasn't gone yard yet. Bellinger had one that wasn't because it was that weird one. But this team is going to win 100 games even if it plays bad. Hmm. If this team plays well, you're talking about a team that could win 108, 110 maybe mess around and get to 112 at some point. I've never seen this. We were, I was watching the game earlier tonight. I've been watching this this last week or so. Every damn guy that comes up to bat is a threat, is a threat to do something. Yeah. Every yeah. last one. I've never seen this before. So I'm trying to think here. You know, this is the common thing to do is you try to find holes in a team or you try to say, okay, yeah, well, they're – uh, are the Rockies any good or are the A's any good? How's the competition that they're playing? It, just trying to search for a hole. Mm -hmm. Here's the reality. Um, I don't know if Dodgers are going to win 108 games like you're saying. I don't know if they'll win 104. What what were they predicted, 104? I think, the I, think, I think it was like 101 is 101? where Vegas had it, which is a ton. Oh, you're in, you're in, uh, in the 100 – are you kidding me? So, yeah. so just keeping that all in perspective, I guess my question to you is this. What – what don't you like? Like, is there anything you don't like? What What I don't like is baseball. And let me explain. That it's it's just so unbelievably random. Yeah. That weird stuff happens. That, mm -hmm. you know, for instance, Corey Seager is still just screaming hot. Mookie Betts is one of the best players in baseball. But it's not totally out of the realm of possibility where one of those guys just has a bad year. Hmm. Except for he's they're not all going to have a bad year at the same time. Bellinger, Betts, uh, Seager, Seager right. Muncie, all of them, they're not all going to go bad at the mm -hmm. same time. They might have a bad week here or there, but collectively they're not all going to go bad. Injuries is a part of it, and I know that we talked a bunch in, on our other shows talking about the, the closing situation. I mean, how many how many leads are they going to have to protect that are one- and two-run leads? It just doesn't seem like a ton. I mean, obviously when you get into the postseason, they're going to be a little bit closer. But I've never felt like this watching a baseball team before, and I get it. And, and baseball is the ultimate don't get caught up in a short sample size deal. I, I understand that. And to your point, Colorado's lousy. The A's were supposed to be good. They haven't won a game all season yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they won't go 0-162. But you look at it, they're off to a bad start. But, but it isn't and like – there's oh, nothing the Dodgers can do about that. They're just no, taking it, care of the competition in front of them. They're on the schedule, mm -hmm. right? You play who's on the schedule, but you look at it, 
Okay, that guy's pretty good. Oh, yeah, that guy's pretty good. Oh, right, that Zach McKinstry guy. He bats ninth for them and can barely make the lineup. Oh, he's hitting 500. It's just nuts. they just wave after wave after wave of guys that they put up there. You started off a Dodger segment saying Kershaw could be the worst starting pitcher on the Dodgers, and that just shows you how ridiculous the Dodgers are. So I, I see what you're referring to. Um, you know, what, what, what will be interesting is when you know you're this good and when you're this stacked as much as the Dodgers are, when you're coming off a World Series championship, I think there will be, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure there's strategy throughout the season, and I'm sure Dave Roberts isn't going to be paying um, he's going to be thinking big picture, and I, I think that's the only thing that can maybe hurt some of the win totals for the Dodgers, right? Like just strategically not caring that much about the regular season because it's such a long haul that that might balance things out a little bit. Here, yeah, under under normal circumstances, I would sign off on that 100%. Here's why it may not matter. I agree with you. I think that Dave will say, hey uh, – you know, Clayton's had 15 starts. Why did well, you know? It looked like his uh, earlobe was a little inflamed. Why don't we sit him down for a, a 10 day on the uh, IL? Right? Oh, Dustin May looks like his um, pinky toe was cut too low. You know that that nail looks like it's a little uh, little sore. Why don't we give him 10 day? So you put in David Price for a week. Then what? So happens? you put in Tony Gonsolin for a week. So oh, you know Corey Seager looks a little tired. You know his bat's just a tick slower than it usually is. All right, so you put Chris Taylor at shortstop for a week. <laughs> Who cares? It's not. It's it's not like you drop off. And I was I was texting with some buddies tonight earlier, and my buddy Brian said the guys on the Dodger bench would start for just about every other team in baseball. That's how good this team is. Look at the Lakers and the Dodgers, man. And I know Lakers. It's going to be injury wise, and I know. Um, and I do think the Lakers obviously take an incredible, incredible amount of cautiousness towards all their players and that's what they'll do with the uh with the stars but it's kind of funny Trav we could be sitting here in six months from now and the Lakers will have one potentially back-to-back and the Dodgers will have potentially one back-to-back and it's not you know that's actually more expected than not expected is that kind of crazy it, it's it something weird will have had to have happened this kind of brings up an interesting question if you had to place a bet on an amount of money that would make you uncomfortable mm-hmm that so are we these... talking? Are we talking like Travis Rogers money? Is is that what we're referring to here? Yeah, like ten bucks. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Like ten bucks. Don't don't play the whole. Something that you that you had to wager that would make you uncomfortable if you lost it mm-hmm. on one of these two teams to win a title. Who do you pick this upcoming season? It's got to be the Dodgers, right? Yeah, it does because of because of the Lakers' predicament, their situation. Right. I mean, you just don't know right now. It's not like for the Dodgers, you're sitting there and you're like, all right, well, we know we don't have Mookie bets for another maybe two months. We know we don't have uh, we, we know Bueller's not coming. It, there's so many question marks with the Lakers right now, but it's early. I mean, the that's the one thing with as the season progresses, 162 freaking games. Oh. I mean, where are we going to be come July? Where are we going to be come August? And that's obviously a big part of it. And and unlike basketball baseball has that randomness of the playoffs right yeah, yeah. The, the, the lakers where the nationals might lose a playoff can, series nationals can win it and uh, for you know, sure that's not uncommon we've seen it obviously it, it, right it, it's as it's as common as uncommon right, right. it's it, it's kind of a 50 50 proposition the best team very rarely wins the world series the dodgers did last year maybe they'll do it again this year not but the case in basketball no, the, yeah. the best team almost always, if not wins at all, gets to the finals. Mm-hmm. Unless you have, you know, the 2019 where KD and 
Clay Thompson had to go down for Toronto to win it. Okay, that's there's nothing you could control there. Absolutely. All right. We had, it's been way too long. Yep. They've yep. been stacking up yes. for uh, the better part of a week. Mm-hmm. It is time Bring for another in. edition of Ask Slee. That's coming up next. Travis and Slee with 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Tra- all you right, know, this you is- know that promo, by the way. I have I can't remember a thing that we were talking about. Nothing at all. <laughs> no, that's why. That's what Chris does, right? He finds the little nuggets and he turns He's them into pro. promos He's and pro. makes us sound pretty good. All right, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go. Hashtag Ask Slee. If you have one of these, go ahead and send it along. Put the hashtag Ask Slee, S-L-I. We're going to start with TFP, and it says, Slee, do you use a wallet, a money clip, or the <laughs> fat purple rubber band that comes with asparagus like Trav uses? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Trav, you're going to be surprised with this one. Actually, I could show you. We're on yeah, a Zoom me. call, right? Or we're doing our uh, Zoom. Yeah, so Slee and I have a little Zoom going on. As we, oh, so is it all loose in your pocket? Nothing. Loose in the pocket. Oh, wait, wait. Hold on. Give me a little better look at that. There, I see a driver's license, a credit card. By the way. Where's so your money? This is the great thing. The Costco card Costco's for sure. There. Yeah. Uh, no cash. I had some cash yesterday, but I used the cash. So eh, just when I need cash, I'll just... It's just le- so every day you have to like collect here's, all your stuff and yeah, put here's it back in your pocket. Here's what's going on. I don't know why this. Were you is. like a hobo? Do you have one of those sticks with a rag over your shoulder that you go from place to place with? I, I don't know why this is. Every time I've had a wallet, I freaking lose the wallet. I lose the wallet. I, I don't know because it's uncomfortable in my pockets and I take it all the time. But I always lose my wallet. For some reason, since I just went loose, just keep everything in my pocket. I don't lose a thing. Everything's always there. Those are the only cards I need. If I need like a AAA card or anything, that's all in my card. I don't have to have it. So that's what I'm rolling with. So none of the above. I'm going completely loose, and it's been a success for me. This, this is this fascinating. Is a success to me story. For some reason, you lose one item as opposed to carrying six or seven loose things in your pockets. Makes I, no I don't sense. understand. Makes no sense, and it's been uh, it's worked for me. I'm telling you, wallets is it, I have I have a couple of wallets just sitting at home. Like I'm not going to use these anymore. I keep losing them. I'm not a wallet guy either. I am the uh, purple rubber band from the asparagus, like uh, mm. like uh, TFP said. This one's from Francis. It says, just saw the highlight. Oh, this is the one I was talking to you about at the beginning, Slee, okay. uh, about the uh, kind of quasi-Harold one. Okay. Just saw the highlight of Ananobi, Schroeder, and Harold pretending like they know how to fight. Did you see that? Did you see that play? I, I did not. I missed it. Okay. Well, let, let me just kind of set this up real quick. Okay. Um, Dennis Schroeder fouls OG Ananobi. Montrezl has been in the game for two minutes, by the way. Fouls OG Ananobi. Kind of a hard foul, but then held him up. Held him up so he made sure, like, he didn't fall. OG Ananobi, um, like, it was Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock going at it back in the days, <laughs> lifts up. Uh, Dennis Schroeder's leg falls to the ground. Here comes Montrez Harrell, pushes a couple guys. They throw out Montrez. What? Montrez played two minutes. Two no. minutes in today in uh, in tonight's game. He'll be they, nice and fresh by the time they, they get to Miami. They threw out OG Ananobi as well. That's lame. All right, so here's the question yeah. with all that setup. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you were in a fist fight? Yeah. Hashtag Ask Slee. Sure. Um, I think it was last Thursday. Last <laughs> Thursday. Yes. 
<laughs> threw it down. I was at Applebee's. And, uh... <laughs> You're the guy that's just looking for trouble just at Applebee's, fight. staring guys down. Are you the, what are you looking at, buddy? Are you Me- that guy? Remember that show we did probably about a month ago where you said <laughs> over the airwaves in Southern California, you said, I'll fight M- any MMA fighter out there. I don't know <laughs> uh-huh. if you remember that show, right? It sounds were, like me. You were calling out MMA fighters in Orange County. Uh, I guess I'm the same way. Um, I have never got into a real fist fight where it's like we're throwing blows, somebody's going down, have not got into a yeah, little pushing BS, stuff like yeah. that, um, playing basketball in high school, yeah, all that BS, but not like yeah. an actual we're going to war. I have not had a fight like a where people were punching me and I was trying to punch them since middle school. That was the last time that happened, and I, I've worked very hard to keep it that way. I, I am not interested in that. I am the guy, just to let you know, so I'm definitely the guy that's trying to talk into the people not fighting. So like, yes. can we can we figure this out? Uh, you know what? Let me get us both a beer and let's just <laughs> yeah, call it a day. I, I'm not not trying to get into uh not trying to get into a fight. I, I came here to watch TV and eat and not deal with you. So it, whatever you need. All right, let's move on to this one. Okay. Hashtag Ask Slee. Do you think NBA coaches should wear uniforms like MLB managers and coaches? That's from Gfish Twenty One. Uh no, I do not think they should wear uniforms. But you know the the question that keeps coming up, Michael keeps mentioning. You know, now this season they have not been required to wear suits. Yeah, they can go casual. And he thinks that, you know, they should stay in just their casual gear. Kind of like them in the suits. Do you? Yeah, kind of like them the I don't mind the, the little golf shirt and the, you know, the half zip. It looks because, look, I don't, I don't know. They're wearing I just sweats never... right now. But Frank Vogel looks to me like a guy who lives in sweatpants and a half zip, right? When that's what a basketball coach wears. The only thing I'd like to add to the ensemble is like the whistle on the rope around their neck. Trav, that's how it. About, Trav, how about this? How about they have to wear the same gear the players are wearing? Okay, so so Van Gundy is going to have a tank top on. See, now we're in. Like, okay, so if I think we answered. I was going to ask you these two questions. Van you Gundy answered has one of to them. wear the same jersey that that Brandon Ingram and Zion are wearing. Perfect. Perfect. Well, he, he he could probably wear Perfect. the same one as Zion because they they're both roughly Zion's the same. A big dude, yeah, Brandon Ingram's would probably be a little uh, tight. No undershirt for any of the coaches. They just got to go jerseys. So if if Stan Van Gundy would probably look um, the least great in mm-hmm. an NBA uniform, which NBA coach would look the best in one? Uh, Spolstra looks like he's in good shape. Ooh, that's pretty. Um, yeah, that's a good answer. Monty Williams of the Monty Suns. Okay, there's got to be somebody we're missing. That's just in so ridiculous... he's a little he's a little old right now. But I mm-hmm. bet you it wouldn't look super weird if you saw Steve Kearney. Oh, you know who the answer is? I just thought of it. Who is it? It's Nash. Yeah, Nash. Right? Is Ty Lue in shape? I can't remember. Not Ty like Lue, he used to Ty be. Lue went through a phase. He definitely was not in shape, but I think he's in better shape now. All right. So let's see here. Um. There, I had another one here. Was, oh, here's a good one. This is from Drew in West L.A. It says, uh, hashtag Ask Lee. How do you go from a marketing sales guy to on-air personality at 710? Hashtag Upward Mobility. That's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. I have no idea myself. Uh, <laughs> not sure. Not not sure. Um, yeah, I just uh, figured it out, Trav. I guess um, wanted to make it happen. I, by the way, my degree's in journalism, so I always wanted to be on this side of the building. But well, then you're on the wrong format because this is talk radio, where the truth and research and having uh, data to sub to to balance out your points is not what we do. We just say things here. Okay, I'm going to join a news network and. Uh, <laughs> 
you know what's funny, Trev? I I was doing I was doing practice shows for a year, and then I was doing you know Scott McCarthy was the GM back in the days. Let me start doing shows after Clapper on Saturdays, and then it just kind of slowly but gradually worked. But I never stopped doing the you know the sales side of things. So. Basically, they just said, keep selling, and we'll figure it out. And here you are. And here you are. And I still haven't figured it out. This is from John in Huntington Beach of Fullerton, a regular of ours. Always appreciate everything John sends in. Um, An easy sports question for you. Hashtag Ask Slee. Pepsi or Coke? Uh, Coke. Yeah, yeah, Coke okay. is yeah. Coke the fact is that the, you paused a little bit has me concerned. You know, when I was a kid, I forget which uh, – remember Raging Waters? Was it yeah. Raging Waters? Okay, yeah. so – they don't do. I, I need an answer to this question before I give you my raging waters. I need to know if they're a sponsor of the station or anything, because it's going to depend on what I say next. No, I, I don't think they are, and okay. it sounds like they will not be a sponsor of the radio <laughs> station based off of what you have coming. What do you got coming? So I am. Um, how do I put this? I'm not a real big fan mm-hmm. of getting into the water with other people, unless it's the ocean. Sure. Or maybe Lake Tahoe. Yeah. I'm going to need something really big because you know what people do in those I'm things. I'm down to wear a sweater to the beach. I'm down to, I'm down to do that. I'm and, down uh, to do that like, at Raging Waters. I'm not walking around like the rock, <laughs> right? Like I, 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 I'm, I, I'm very self-conscious of my body, but that's not the issue. The issue is children mm-hmm. and gross people oh, yeah. are in these oh, pools. Oh, and everywhere. it's like human stew. Can you They're imagine all sitting how in there, they're sweating. Chlorine and what, the, like some you, of these. Oh. I don't care if you hit it with chlorine or a nuclear weapon or whatever you want to hit it with. It's, it's disgusting. Still in there. I'm not doing it yeah. ever. When my kids, when they were younger, we lived in Texas. Or, hey, can we go to the water park? No. Why not? Because they're gross. That's why. How about some of these, uh, you know, Think about this. Go to all these Vegas like pool parties and stuff. Can oh. you imagine yeah. what the hell is in those pools? That makes the uh, the kiddie pool seem safe by comparison. So at Raging Waters, they did this thing. That I, I was I don't know, ten years old, whatever it was, and you had to guess you blindfold or whatever, or not blindfolded, but they just don't tell you Coke or Pepsi, and they did one of those tests. Uh huh. And that's at that moment, I'm like, yeah, Coke is better than Pepsi because that's. That's what I assumed, and Coke. I, I go Coke over Pepsi. That's right. But I don't drink soda very often. You a big soda guy? Not as much. I, as a okay. kid, I was all over it, but mm-hmm. not as much anymore. But if when I do do it, it is almost always a Coke. That is the, that is the proper choice. So one more from John. Talk about how you carry your laptop. Are you a briefcase guy, backpack guy, messenger bag, or carry it around like a Neanderthal with no case at all? Now, see, this is interesting all of a sudden because after your wallet – uh, reveal where you just stuff all of your junk in your pockets. I'm curious about your laptop. It's completely. It's like a messenger bag. Yeah, just like a little little messenger kind of briefcase type of thing could go over your shoulder. Just one of those. I'm I'm, I'm super Comes bummed here. out that you just didn't carry it around like a wild person after your your wallet. My laptop. My. <laughs> I put it in my jacket. I put you it in my jacket. You just carry your keys like in just in your hand as you go. I just I'm I'm very fascinated by how you move through your day with all your stuff. What's more fascinating is the questions of that curiosity of what they have. Like their their curiosity into what the hell I'm doing. I love it. It's great. All right. One one more here, Slee. This is from uh Brian Roland who mm-hmm. says hashtag Slee, who is the best basketball player among all these seven ten hosts? It's a good question. It is a good question. There's two possible answers. Okay. I'm curious what you're going to say, and I'll give you mine after that. Well, listen, if we're talking straight jumper, 
I, I, I would say I have the best jumper at 710 ESPN. I'm okay with going against anybody at 710 when it like comes to a Like in a game of horse? Jumper. Yeah, just game of horse, fine. Jumper, fine. No question about it. You really? Yeah, I, listen, I feel that way. Maybe I'm 100% wrong, but I feel that way. Okay, I would you're say— You're going to go Ireland and LZ. Th- those are the two guys you're going to mention. One of the two. I would go LZ because I know LZ still plays fairly frequently, and, and LZ is— Is LZ a jumper guy or LZ? I could see LZ crashing the boards. I could see him— I could see LZ being a tryhard, right? Like he's all over the. He's gonna. He's gonna d yeah, up. No he's question gonna on body the you. He's gonna go to the rim. He's gonna foul you. He's gonna do all of those sorts of things. I don't know if he can shoot or not, Chad, but if jumper, he could, the jumper doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, the, jump, I think the it, jumper is with you. Plus, LZ's got some. LZ's a lot taller than you, so he might be able to d you. But up it's a jumper. Well. Yeah. We're not talking about. Are we talking going one on one against each other? Are we talking I, about just shooting jumpers? Well, if you're just playing horse, maybe you have a chance. And then the other answer is, and everybody see everybody <laughs> gets this it. one wrong. Mm-hmm. Here's the other answer because this is the answer. Who is the best blank at the station? If it has anything at all to do with athletic ability? Keyshawn. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I like it's, how I just threw. I didn't even pay attention to Keyshawn. By far, yeah, one of the best athletes in can, sports. Let, let, let me let me say this as clearly and concisely as I possibly can. Keyshawn Johnson was the first pick in the NFL draft. Do you know how good of an athlete you need to be to be the first pick of the draft in the NFL? I don't care if it's football or basketball or track or anything else, baseball. If, he is if the you man. can do he that, is the man. you are better at everything else than everybody at the station. Listen, all I'm saying is and it, comes down, if it comes down to a jump shot. I'll take my chances. <laughs> Uh, I'll take my chances. Let's put it that way. You know, I, you I, I know, think you actually have a decent jump shot, and you don't say anything about it. I know Ireland has a jump shot because Michael always talks about it on air. I can shoot, but I also know that I can't get a shot off if we're playing a real basketball game. I can. I. But I'm what was the question? Way. What was the question again? The best basketball player. Oh, player. So what? Are we, yeah. Are we talking like a full game here? Like, well, I'm just. I think like if we're gonna play a game, who would make the biggest impact? In the, it's key. Let me tell you right now. If we go, if we play a full court game right now. Two possessions in, I'm using one of the three timeouts that we have. <laughs> Two possessions I, in. I just want to say this. One of the things I would like to realize in my radio career mm-hmm. is I would like to watch you try to get a shot off against Key with Key trying as hard as he can to prevent you from doing that. I'm getting a screen. I'm, I'm, 100%, <laughs> I'm getting a screen. You're going to get LZ, Ireland to set you a pick. And LZ you're or Ireland will get and... a screen, and God bless the uh, whoever's guarding one of those two guys doesn't switch. I love it. I love it. I love Ask Slee, too. Another successful edition of Ask Slee. We're going to come back with the dump. We're going to put the finishing touches on this one, and we're going to tell you what you're going to get into on our next shows coming up in the next uh, couple of nights. That's up next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You don't have to say it like that. You can just say it's time for the dump. No, you set it up. The the moment you gave Chris that opening, you knew that was going to (laughs) happen. It wasn't my intention at all. 
Um, all right, let's start with this one because I don't know if this is going to make you feel as old as it makes me feel sleepy, okay. but it, it makes me feel old. And for a variety of reasons, because I still get asked about this, I would say, four or five times a year. I covered it, this event. It's <laughs> Whatever it is. I don't, <laughs> I don't well, even okay. know it yet. I know, I know that that's your bit, and it's a good one. I like it a lot. <laughs> but I actually did cover this event. Okay. It happened 27 years ago, mm-hmm. and it's an event that kind of combines the sports world with our industry of uh, sports talk radio slash TV. Mm-hmm. Jim Everett attacked Jim Rome 27 years ago today. That was 27 years ago? 27 okay, wait a minute. years ago. Wait, set it up for us. Give us kind of the give us the whole story. What were you doing? What was it what was going on? So I was still a student at UC Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. And were you I sober was, during the <laughs> my, my it was it was my fifth year of school, right? So I was graduating as my last year of school. And I You know believe, technically it's supposed to take you four years, right? Oh look. If there was a way to have made it take six, I would have done that. Santa Barbara I, is probably the one school where if you finish in five, like you're special. They're like, oh, my God. I was motivated. <laughs> yeah, I, I was committed. This guy's so I was be finishing somebody. up school, fifth year of school. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, that was like the least – that was the most normal student I ever had. I didn't have baseball anymore. Mm. I was just – I was just – I was working at the TV station, KEYT, in Santa Barbara, an ABC affiliate, when that happened. Mm. And we talked about it on the news that night. And then fast forward about a year later, I end up getting hired and going to work for Jim mm. and spent 15 years there. And every couple of months, then, now, and in the – how long have I not been with Jim? 11, 11 years? In the 11 years since then – no, it's long. It's 12 years. 12 years since then, at least a few times a year. Hey, that was fake, right? Let, let, me, let me tell you all that are listening right now. It was not fake. Mm. It was not – he got knocked over. The table went flying, and a lot of people came very close to losing their jobs. It was not fake. It was always set up as a nope. It absolutely it doesn't look was set not. up. It doesn't it, look set up. I, 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 I never I, thought it was before I got there, but once I got to know Jim, of course, you know, I got the, all the background and all that stuff. It was 100% real. Yeah, and, and it was, you know, it's funny to look back at it now. What a huge moment in his career, mm-hmm. right? And, um, you know, listen, I, I know sports talk radio, here we are doing this today. The the medium, the the platform has evolved so much over the years. And I, I, I never at any point did I think that that was staged or fake. No. It, it, by the way, had it been faked, it would have been brilliant because it not only put him on the map 27 years later, we're talking about it as a, hey, remember that guy who got attacked and we all know who he is. And he, he's lasted a very long time doing a job where people don't last. Dodgers, by time. the way, up 4-1 to one on the A's. Looks like, what are we, in the ninth? Bottom of the eighth. Bottom of the eighth, okay. Blake Trinan into pitch for the Dodgers. All right, you ready for another one here, Slee? Yeah. Uh, the family of a California man who died in a taco-eating contest is taking legal action against the event's organizers, claiming their negligence led him to choke to death. A guy choked to death eating tacos in a taco-eating oh contest. Gosh. How about that? Now, look. I hope to stay around for a very long time. I mm-hmm. like my life. I love my family and my friends and all of these things. But if you had to go, taken out by tacos is not the worst way to go. That, I did not see that was the angle that you were taking there. Did not see that. Have you ever? Have you ever yeah, been? You you haven't been listening to what I've been saying for have the last you ever couple been, of months. Have then. you ever been in an eating competition? No, but I know that you have. Been in one. Been in one. Um, yeah. What a weird. What I mean, those who this is what they do. There's people. That's what they do. They, they professional eaters consume so much food in a 
I was actually, I remember even doing this before I was going to do this with Mace. I was looking up YouTube videos. I was, well, because <laughs> well, everyone. You did the whole dunk it in water thing too, right? One of the best strategies I've ever seen in my life, all right? And and you want to talk about like. It's like the forward pass. Coming. is <laughs> a chest pass that just lands perfectly, sets up the shooter. You want to talk about like going into it originally, like what am I doing to then like a couple nights before I'm spending time. Okay, how do you do this? How do they do it? It is a disgusting industry. <laughs> I don't know how the hell they do it. People taken down. It's not. I didn't know there was taco eating contests as well. There's there's, there's wings there's, wings I know and and hot dogs. I don't know. There's, there's wings. A friend of mine has participated in a kolache eating contest, sure. which is disgusting. Makes a um, lot of sense. Look, so Dean Martin has a great line about New Year's Eve, right? And and where everybody goes out and has too much to drink and goes wild and all that sort of stuff. Dean Martin's line is New Year's Eve is amateur night. Right, mm. and if you really know how to have a good time, I don't need I don't need New Year's Eve as an excuse to go out. And Why not a Tuesday drinks. on July seventh? That's right. That's what an eating contest is to me. It's for people that don't really know their way around how to enjoy themselves in the mm-hmm. kitchen or enjoy themselves at a restaurant. I don't need to stuff my it's face amateur with anything. Hour. Amateur I'm just going to make sure that I get my six or seven tacos in at my pace. Still upset about that guy that left early. The- That's why I I'm a professional. And that guy bothered me. The dude does two hot dogs before uh, eh, a little appetizer. That's All Travis right. Rogers. One last quick one. Uh, it happened last night. Gonzaga gets beat. They was the only loss of the season. Very quickly, everybody's, oh, Gonzaga's one of the great teams. Uh, no, they're no, not. No, they're not. No, they're not. Yeah. That, they're, that team, how many NBA players on that team? Two? By the way, um, you can't even have the conversation because you did not win the championship. So there's right. no conversation. So it but even, be... even had they won, Slee, it's mm-hmm. like the, that UNLV team from the early 90s had like seven NBA guys You're on right. It. You're right. And you might be 100% accurate there. But they might be in the conversation because they went undefeated. Yeah. You can't be in the conversation now. Yeah, they, they did not get it done. Congratulations to Baylor, I guess, college basketball. That UCLA game made the tournament for me, but the oh, rest yeah. of it, you could uh, take it or leave it. we got another night off tomorrow. We're back at it on Thursday, Slee. We'll see Lakers everybody then. Lakers talk uh, Monday, or tomorrow, 7-9. There you go. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.